Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the Film Alchemist podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, we break them apart to find out what gives them their very special, weird magic. I don't know. I'm your co-host, Alex Dandino. Get ready for this next episode in our Horror Abyss month. We take a deep dive into the Horror Abyss. But first, a little business. Guys, please. We're on Patreon now. I, I know we tell you every 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 episode every week, but I got to tell you again, we're on Patreon now. We're very excited by all this. So we're on Patreon. It's a buck. It's a buck gets you access to our Discord server. And that's a fun place where we just talk about all kinds of movies. We give you guys little wink sneak peeks to some cool stuff we're doing and all that kind of good shit. And then on top of that, we're on all your socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know of any other socials. So I'm assuming those are the only three at this point. Uh, and then of course, whatever podcast app you listen to us on Spotify, hopefully Apple podcasts. And if so, please leave a rating and review. It really helps us beat these evil demon Louisiana overlords. Uh, you know, they're not from Louisiana, but who knows? All right. Business out of the way, guys, we have an amazing episode tonight. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about this. Uh, we brought one of my friends from the comic book world, uh, Rob Pilkington over. He's going to tell you a little bit about him, more of his bona fides, but Rob's a great writer. Uh, he writes uh, short horror films. He writes a lot of comics. He actually has a really, really decent one out right now from TKO Studios called Dame in the Dark. If you like awesome 1920s uh, ghosts with the present uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Please go check it out. He's a great guy. He was a great guest. And we watched this insane movie by uh, Lucio Fulci called The Beyond. I'm sure those of you listening know what it is. If you do not, get ready. Strap in. I will actually recommend you listen to our pod first before you watch this movie. Because it might actually help clue you into some things that are happening. Or watch along. Who knows? Either way, please, please, please enjoy this pod. Rob came on. It is a huge solid uh, we had such a fun conversation. So uh, here it is. All right. I'm so excited to do this. Like, I've actually, like, I watched this movie today and I was like, holy shit. We have rob pilkington with us rob thank you for coming this thank you is guys for having me. first off i i'm just this is out of context like this is our first actual guest recording for our That's october right. month so oh, this is like wow. really exciting okay cool and you picked like the weirdest fucking movie for us to watch <laughs> which is even better <laughs> uh yeah I, I i didn't mean to do that but i'm, I'm glad it went over well it, uh with the chef's kiss folks it was perfect. Uh, Rob, of course, I, I actually know Rob through the comic book life. Uh, Rob, tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump into this batshitness. Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my name's Rob. I'm a writer out here in LA um, doing the screenplay thing and got into uh, comics as well and um, met a ton of great people, both online and real life, who were doing that thing, Alex being one of them and uh yeah you're gonna keep keep uh keep banging it yeah keep pushing 
Keep pushing the comics. Keep writing the comics. So humble. So humble. <laughs> Dude, oh, Rob, I you mean, got a book in. You got a book of TKO, man. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Right. I forgot. I'm bad, I haven't been on a podcast in. I do. I, I do have a book at, at TKO Studios called Dame from the Dark. It's one of their um, shorts. It's very it's like, good. Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, we worked very hard on it. It was kind of a, a very crooked uh, path um, in terms of pitching <laughs> it and, and getting it, uh, convincing someone to uh, pay us to make it. So um, we're very proud of it. And um, yeah, I don't know. What else can I say about myself? I was the uh, top cow uh, runner up uh, in their talent hunt uh, last year. So yeah, I don't know. I'm slowly, I'm slowly. But do you own a hotel that's on one of the doorways to hell? <laughs> uh, not yet. That's in the works. We're waiting that's for, that's when you when you hit your comics. To close. Yeah. <laughs> when when for, you make all the comics money, then you can buy. It. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm uh, waiting for a certain uncle to die and leave it to me. Uh, uh, but um, no. Yeah, we got it. So the movie we watched was um, Rob's request, The Beyond, by Lucio I, Fulci. I, yeah. I feel like wow. I'm gonna, yeah. We say request. Uh, it was more like a a, a gentle suggestion. Um, I feel like you came at us like a mob wielding chains. <laughs> You're like the beyond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you I, can you walk us through? Yeah. You gave us a really good list of movies you loved. Yeah. 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 And this one felt right. You know, based on what we're doing and all that. All right. What about the beyond? makes it such a beloved film for you um i mean we're gonna jump into it but i mean it is crazy it's it's batshit it's um it's one of those movies that is so pure and it's um it's it's in childlike intentions to like gross you out that the Everything else that's going on, uh, any semblance of plot and performance and and logic, is is just is, they're all distant seconds to like the uh, the cinema of it, you know, like the the <laughs> yeah. care that went into like the buckets of blood and like mm-hmm. the you know True. just the the ooze and the goo and the exploding child heads. It's like incredible. You have to respect it for its. For, for that purity for that for that purity yeah uh, yeah it's that's... a sticky movie for sure yeah there's <laughs> it, is. it is just it's alex everywhere. what you what did you think this was your first time watching it correct it was yeah what I, were your again, opening thoughts <laughs> it was like watching um it was like watching terrence malick and uh <laughs> Lars von Trier like jerk off on each other just like to oh, see God. what like because it was very sticky FYI, if bloody. that was a sequel to The Beyond, I would watch that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but it like it still but I like I agree, like for what is like kind of just this like very skeletal plot, it's yeah. almost like this weird tone poem in a lot of ways. Yeah. Of just yes. like how gross can we make like acid death, nails through the eyes? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, and we'll get to it, but I am legend totally fucking didn't go all the right way with uh, that. Like they had that, they stole this from the, from the beyond. There's a scene <laughs> that that scene and I am legend with the dog. They fucking stole this from the beyond and they wouldn't, they wouldn't have the balls to take it all. I wish way. it would have gone oh, that wow. way. Yeah. I think what, I think what you got to love about this era is there's just so many rough edges mixed with so much, beauty 
Yeah. Mixed with so much like pulpy, disgusting, you know, flesh. So it's this really strange mix. And especially in today's world where everything is so regimented and structured and there's 18 executives that make sure that everything feels exactly like everything else. When you see something this fucking strange, right? It's one of the, especially now when we all watch everything on our phones, we're like, oh, turn something on. But mostly we're doing other stuff. This is one of those movies you start watching it and all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? What? (laughs) And your phone just like you throw that shit across the room. You're like, all right, I have to like be a part of whatever's happening on the screen. And I feel like that that's something that we've kind of lost are these because this wasn't necessarily a big budget movie, but it still had a lot of production (laughs) value. So that that rough edges with kind of a it's like a pineapple, right? Like prickly on the outside, but delectable inside. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. What a metaphor. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. It's honestly I was laughing at there's one moment because there are some stunning visuals like one of my favorite like horror moments i think is um uh, a scene where uh the uh protagonist is driving her car down a road no other cars and it comes up on a woman standing with a dog in the middle of the road just whipping <laughs> for her and like part of you is like oh this is like a vision this is like a dream like she's no, nope, that's, what that's part of the movie. That actually happened. That's part of the movie. It's part of the plot. And it's like, <laughs> it's a beautiful, almost like, I don't know, expressionistic scene or something. Yeah. Like, it's so wonderful. And then, like, it's so much care is put into that image. And then there's, like, a few minutes later, there's, like, uh, a scene where the same character has to, like, pry open a door. And it's clear, clearly, like, they couldn't, the, the door is just closed. <laughs> or in the, you know what I mean? With her like, axe. The, yeah, with their with their like shovel or something, and like they could like rig up a way to like make this look a little more convincing. And it's just like you guys spent probably like a day and a half shooting that car thing, which could have been a throwaway. And Stopping it's traffic. Yeah. Stopping yeah. traffic. <laughs> exactly. Shutting down the freeway for a day and a half. Yeah, and you didn't spend five seconds on this door thing, and it's just like I kind of love everyone involved for that decision because it's 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 there's a lot of that like (laughs) haphazard filmmaking that kind of like is almost beautiful (laughs) in its own in its haphazardness it's yes it's really wonderful i i i i can tell you right now the first thing that happens like so the first thing that came with the movie is like louisiana 1927 (laughs) like nothing good's gonna happen like this is already terrible yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. I was like the sepia budget on this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looked like I don't know if you guys remember when we were in high school, we went to Disney for our senior trip, and you could take like an old timey photo at a saloon where you had like oh, yeah. a pump rifle action. And you'd put on like a cowboy yep. hat, and like my wife just found hers, and I was like, dear God, do you remember when like we paid money for that? And this movie opened. I was like, oh my God, it's our high school trip. I was, yeah. you know, with more like mobs and undertones of racism and shit. Yeah. Like you yeah, see definitely. that the guy who's working the hotel, that black guy is just like, as all the yeah. mob runs past him. And I was like, oh damn, like they're really getting in on this, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, there's uh, a tense moment there. Yeah. It's, I just, cause the, again, the movie kind of starts bombastically and it kind of lets you know what this movie's going to be, right? Is, so we have some right. kind of tome, and we have this narrator that we never find out who the fucking narrator is. No. The whole movie, yeah. there's no narrator, and I'm led to believe it's God. It's just God <laughs> laughing at these people, right? 
Yeah. That has to Are be Are you sure it's narrator. not Ebon? Who the fuck is Ebon? We never learned who the hey, fuck Ebon is. Yeah. He was no, a prophet? He wrote a book of prophecies, maybe? Yes. Yeah, so, the, so the, yeah, there's this cursed book that it, it kind of bounces around the movie is important yeah. somehow like it, there's not there's not a big it's not a big explanation as to like what yeah. is actually in this book um yeah. but it is present at the beginning i would watching it again i wasn't even clear because there's t two principal characters in this this opening prologue um uh, i have a list somewhere one one of them's the painter yeah, Schweck, yeah. Schweck. and then the other one is is emily who who yeah. who'll come back and uh be important later but it's not even clear is emily in the hotel with schweck but they later find the dust covered book at emily's house so yeah. maybe but is and she lives like down the road or something like yeah in a place that also kind of looks like the hotel <laughs> like it's very or just like, a they don't different give a, hotel yeah <laughs> they don't give no. a damn like what you understand my spatial awareness of where emily was versus where the hotel was i'm like I assume they're in the I, same place. I didn't, yeah. I It was I, a total mystery to me. Until like, it was told that Emily was somewhere else, I legitimately just assumed she was in the hotel. I and thought, then they're I, like, oh, no, it's a different place. I'm like, yeah, it's a different place, but it never... I, I'm thinking, like, oh, she's in, like, the kitchen of this suite or something, and then, like... And then, she's living in the no, pantry. I no, thought yeah. she was the one that narked him out. Me too. Right? Yeah. That was my assumption, oh, is that she, like, got the book, and she's like, evil... And then they ran in because my theory is that Ebon's last name is MacGuffin, right? <laughs> Having watched the movie, and yeah. uh, so they just run in, and it's this weird. I do like this though because I like I like this movie does this a lot where they'll kind of have multiple layers going on, and I like the idea because we don't know that anything bad has happened, right? The first thing we see that happens that's supernatural in any way is uh, Ebon's book burst into flames, which become you know our title placeholder, right? And right. that's where Emily loses her eyes, right? She beholds the flame and pff, her eyes are gone, right? Okay. So the townspeople are going to beat this dude's ass, right? They're whipping him. And this is one of the things the movie does that I love. Every time they spent money on blood or a gore effect, they push that camera in and just sit on it, right? So every chain whip's like, whoa, I'm so whoa, good. I'm yeah. sitting, look at yeah. this. And they beat this dude's ass. And I think they inadvertently caused all of the evil that comes for the rest of the film right right that that is implied that somehow like the death of this guy who believe believes in this like uh you know hellgate mythology somehow does unlock whatever right. is going on uh at this property which you know is a nice like ironic twist to like whatever is going on but is never explicitly said in any way like we're all geniuses for like picking up on that but the movie is just like no whatever yeah we're moving on yeah um and now it's you know 50 years later and yeah i i appreciate it's very it's interesting you put it that way he's like i found it i appreciate movies like we talk about on the pod a lot like we appreciate movies that are like 90 minutes long yeah that what's interesting about this movie is i feel like actually there's a lot of explanation that's needed that is like literally like like <laughs> yeah. we'd like to focus on this detail but we have so many more effects to get to like yeah. i just we cannot 
Stay that spider this. eating scene's gonna eat up four minutes, so oh we need to <laughs> we need to hurry up. Oh <laughs> I definitely need to talk about the spider eating scene. so long. Or it took forever. It's scene. just it takes I forever. Mean, they it takes clearly, forever for them to get there. <laughs> they clearly have the budget for two actual tarantulas. The everything <laughs> else everything else is a puppet. In yeah. a bad, yeah. I mean, a puppet has moving parts. These aren't even. They're like what? Like just <laughs> I like got a stick, yeah, like weights. a carnival yeah, toy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where you get the feeling they're like, do any PAs have pet tarantulas? <laughs> I know at least every set has a pet tarantula guy. <laughs> this is like the last day, and there's like an art PA who had to run to Party City and grab like 15 fake spiders, and that's like what they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing they did spend money on for sure is someone who made all the fake heads. <laughs> this movie has yeah. an enormous wow. amount of fake head damage. Yes, <laughs> um, and which is awesome. Um, a, a few of them are pretty convincing too. At least in those those extreme close-ups, <sighs> yeah. um, there are a couple like eye gouges and stuff that are just like the eye wow, gouges. That's a pretty are... good-looking eyebrow right there. That kind of looks like a real <laughs> eyebrow. Yeah. Uh, the Joe, the Joe pop, the Joe oh. the plumber eye pop was. Oh, I yeah. was like, oh shit. Like it, like off to the side. Yeah, I really. Well, he's that like was sliding was like, his fingers in under the fucking musty, yeah, musculature yeah. or whatever. That was, and it's weird because it goes back and forth, but the movie plays in this. There is this funny. I was watching at a point, and I was like, "Is this gonna be some kind of reveal where this is all what Emily thinks is happening, but because she's blind, she's she can't like visualize it properly. So it's this, really like, just somebody spilled milk. Yeah, it's like if you told a blind person what a spider was and that it was eating someone's face, that might be what they dreamed up. Because you're like normally right. it'd just be like a bite and swelling, but it's like yeah. ripping yeah. his lips off, for, you know, forever. And so I was yeah. like, is this going to be the? Because obviously when they started with the Duran Duran shot of Emily. Or whatever on the bridge with the dog, you're like, well, this is Duran, not. Duran. This is right. not normal. You're like, how did this blind lady and her dog get on the middle of this bridge? So you're like, something's not right. You know, granted, she still was like, yeah, get in my car with your fucking gigantic murder dog, and let's go yeah. tickle some ivories. You know. Right. So, but you knew something was up, and I thought that was going to be their twist: is that they were actually one and the same. I thought they're going to do like they were. They were one white lady. Yes. I Turns out actually, they're up an ilk, but not the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, did they actually um, reveal who uh, Liza is? You know, well, technically not, because that's a great point you bring up, because they said, yeah. the doctor's like, who are you really? Yeah. And then right. all of a sudden, all this supernatural bullshit starts happening, yeah. right? And With then, the wind and lightning storm. And then the doctor's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> but he never gets an answer to that question. So I guess right. in theory... She uh, could I, be also part of this supernatural, uh, you know, cycle. Right. Uh, I, I I was waiting for some kind of like, oh, she's the painter's niece or something or something like that. But um, I thought at least a descendant of some kind. Right. <laughs> and of course, yeah, with uh, Emily, Emily and Liza being like kind of like mirror images of each other is also that one of the few like expository quiet scenes of the film is is them at night um discussing what had happened and like there's like the blue moonlight on um 
uh, Emily and there's like a warm like lantern light on Liza and there's like this great sort of like yin and yang thing going on as they um, examine the painting and it's like oh like this is it's like actually kind of like a little bit beautiful right here and um it's one yeah. of like it's it's one of like the, the the quiet sort of like elegant parts of this movie that is also yeah. just filled with people's heads exploding and <laughs> and like I, I don't know watching it again i like really appreciate like oh there's someone behind the camera who like i don't know likes yeah. understands cinema enough that like this is this is actually very pleasing and, and quite yeah nice. there's like two or three of those like the the bridge thing that moment there's yeah. two or three of those that are like and of course it's exposition because that's like the time yeah. to slow down before we like start popping right. people's eyes out again yeah. but like it is this like not only that too like i don't know if this is something that i'm just not privy to but the score in this movie is <laughs> like we recently watched um, Death Wish 3, and it's the same thing I have. Like, it's this weird score of, like, because, like, when the ki- like the piano, the creepy piano makes total sense. That's an Emily right. thing. I get it. Like, that would totally play. But then there's just, like, this, yeah, like, spicy. Like jazzy. Like, Italian like- jazz thing yeah. going on it's like All porno sudden, synthesizer music yeah. there's it's there's like a seinfeld kind of stinger <laughs> quality to ha- what's happening and it's just like oh <laughs> that's such a great way to put it because that's what i thought when there's this little girl who's like my dad died my mom's a creep who's undressing him oh no she has acid face and then this giant random dead body and like living acid blood are coming at her and it just and then they're at like a jazz brunch and you're like what the fuck is that yeah Yeah. the music cues in this movie just throw me off every time like something serious is happening and i'm just like why is this why am i like shaking my hips to this music while like someone's face is melting off yeah it's like it's it's very it's very strange and and hilarious it's like yeah uh it yeah and like it is alex like you said like it's an emotional whiplash like you don't know how to feel you, and you yeah. don't know how the film wants you to feel it's like yeah i think that's it's the like important getting part, like a yeah. bad like <laughs> cancer diagnosis or something and being pied in the face you just like i don't understand <laughs> what's happening right now that could have been a good 90s show mark summers is like is your mom dying of cancer <laughs> slime you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> That is the beyond, essentially. Yeah, yeah. That was the Nickelodeon <laughs> show they didn't, they did, they cut like real quick. Uh yeah. No, the, I, yeah. I did want to bring up the music cues, uh, <laughs> in particular because some of the music, as you said, is 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 quite vintage and in, in choice. But man, the the jazzy <laughs> bass riffs over like the melting yeah. people, yeah, yeah really strange. <laughs> Because really I, I think the old timey that the tickling the ivory stuff is to let us know that Emily's like our classic gothic ghost character. Yeah. Right. Because, again, I still don't because there's that really strange scene in the middle. Right? I keep coming back to Emily the whole film because I feel like there's something there that I should have picked up more. And by the end, I was unsatisfied with what I had gotten from it. Right. Right. And there's the, the awesome scene where she's looking at the painting of hell and her hands begin to bleed. Right. And we see that the opening, the guy who painted that portrait of hell, right? So is that letting us know that the painter had actually seen hell and that's why the people were coming to whip his ass? 
or was that just a vision and he had the tattoo and when they did the you know kind of inverted jesus murder on him that's what brought this and why the wall was rotting when there was all this shit right and it all kept coming back to liza though and there's that fucking bizarre scene right after that where liza who is blind fucking sprints out of the house and dodges two door frames right and runs out and then uh Lisa, is that it? The main lady, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eliza. She's sitting there and she Liza, replays yeah. it in her head three or four times. It was like a Monty Python bit. They kept replaying yeah. it yeah. with the dog Dinky or whatever chasing it. Sorry, I don't know if you know this about me, Dickie. Rob. I can't remember character names. I, I've had dog list stuff right Dickie. now in Chrome. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Dinky's <laughs> running after the lady, yeah. and then all of a sudden they added these men's boots. Boom, boom, boom. Walking to let us yeah. know that footsteps should make sounds, but hers didn't. But I was like, who's the fucking man's shoes? Why is she watching that? And that's when I started to get that. Are these two somehow bonded spirits that are both yeah. linked to this hotel? Yeah. That could, that yeah. would make more sense. And yeah, it's a, I, I kept coming to the, I was <laughs> like, in the end, I really was waiting for like that moment of like, oh, Liza and her are the same person or like Liza is Emily transported through time or some sort of like vision quest thing. And no, that's like yeah. the least important thing is explaining where Liza comes from and how she runs the <laughs> hotel again. Like it is this like theater, the absurd type thing. It it's honestly like this. There's a level of it. That's honestly reminds me of like, like last Halloween, we watched Rob Zombie, like Rob's like House of a Thousand Corpses and shit like that. There's a level of it that feels obviously it's Rob Zombie borrowing from this, but it's that same theater of the absurd where you're just sitting there and you're like, what? What am I supposed to be paying attention to here? What's the most important thing? And I think right. the whole time, all I felt was I'm supposed to be paying attention to the vibe. Like this yeah. movie's vibe is supposed to be what keeps me moving. And that's exactly right. what it was. It's yeah. just like, I'm just feeling, I'm not necessarily feeling one way or another for any of these characters. They all seem. Yeah. But it's a, it's a weird diversion because <laughs> we know the moment she's on that fucking bridge blind, we know that something's not right. And it's pretty easy leap to be like, she is some kind of supernatural double agent. Right. Right. But then she does this strange thing at her house where she's like, I can't tell you why to leave the hotel. Just fucking leave. And I'm like, why can't you tell her? You've got nothing but time to walk out on bridges <laughs> right. all day. Fucking spill yeah. it. And then later that night, she's like, oh, God, you didn't listen. Okay, let's talk now. <laughs> and it's this, it's this fucking weird. There, there is this element, right? Because the whole film, loosely, I I'm, I'm guess I'm, I'm trying to say what I think the movie is. Because it, it devolves into a zombie <laughs> film with this extra flavor of hell, yeah. right? Yeah. And so there's this this bit of Liza's ghost where maybe she's just playing out this same thing over and over. Because watching her death scene was actually... I thought that was actually probably my favorite moment of the film. Because I've never seen a ghost be worried about being physically attacked by zombies that aren't moving. <laughs> right like the zombies yeah. aren't chasing her so you're just no. watching her in a horror crawl right. around this zombie filled room groping blindly and then she yeah. sticks her dog on the ghost there's like a ghost dog versus ghost zombie fight <laughs> and then the ghost she's like good boy good boy when he comes back all bloody he's like fuck you and he bites her throat out <laughs> i was like which so, i was like again i just laid all that out i'm not sure what any of that meant 
But it struck me as I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Yeah, uh, that um, that scene in particular is, is a real head scratcher if you're trying to figure out like what exactly is going on because (laughs) yeah yeah, there is you know as you said um emily is clearly i mean even if even if she knocked on the door and like came in in the most boring way she's still from the the same age as she was like 50 years ago Mm -hmm. like we already understand that like she shouldn't even look this way right and um yeah, the, her death scene uh, has amazing close-ups of her in the dark with these these contacts, which in the daytime don't look good, but in the <laughs> at night at night, at night yeah. are quite convincing. There's um, there was like another set that they gave her at some point that I'm like, because I actually was like wondering, I'm like, are her eyes? Because I thought there was a moment when like the other set they gave her that like shows off her corneas a little better. I was like, yeah. Is she getting her eyesight back? Is that going to be part of this? Is like she, if she, I thought she was doing a, uh, I thought she was merging with the other lady. That's, yeah. I'm like, oh, is she like taking? Yeah. Well, they do the thing where she's like, I don't want to go back. I did what you asked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, she's transferring a soul. Yeah. And again, they kind of, to Rob's point, they always are like, there's a bit of story. Now move on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, as soon as you think like you're getting like a f- your footing with like what this movie, what is actually going on, the logic of it, the movie just like shoves you right off, right off balance, and you're just like, man, I, gu- I guess that wasn't important. And maybe yeah. in like in like Alex, like you're waiting for like some big reveal at the end, and it's like, hope you enjoyed the vibes. Here are the credits, and like, yeah, I kind of respect it for that. yeah, like absolutely uh, it's literally just like we have nothing else to prove to you like that's like the entire that's like for me like the last 15 minutes of the movie is like what else do you want to see yeah like, well, it's like, like here's a case in point right let's talk about wendy right <laughs> i don't know what her real name is the, the lady who looks like wendy <laughs> wendy's right <laughs> so wendy's mom yeah. and dad wendy's plumber right wendy plumber gets she fucking her dad dies She's out there, and there's this strange scene where this guy's pushing the world's squeakiest fucking corpse bed. She's like, this is not cool, right? So we're just watching this little girl It's the worst hospital, by the way. But think about this series of events, right? Her mom goes in and is like, make a distraction. I'm going to undress your father and put him in a suit before they do all the crematorium shit. Yeah, yeah, the autopsy, whatever it's called when you stuff us so our families can come look at us in a box. (laughs) Oh, Whatever God. that process is, right? Oh, yeah, the embalming. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the mom's, yeah. like, ruining his best suit before. <laughs> but anyway, so she sees something, wigs out, and just lays under acid. Yeah. We don't know that she's dead, but when the acid hits her, she doesn't react. That's what this little girl walks in to see. Yeah. And then she sees this giant guy fall on her. We Seinfeld. We cut to later. She's at a funeral. And they whip around and do this push-in, right? And this yeah. is like, uh, you know, because now she's realized we're all hamburger. Now she's got the fucking eyes. <laughs> right. Why does she have the fucking eyes? We don't – well, I mean, you bring up a good point because earlier you said, oh, in the prologue, um, Emily's eyes are ruined by the fire. I didn't necessarily 
pick that up because I thought it was something else because later the the kid gets the eyes. The eye thing is totally unclear. Right. Um, and maybe when she saw that shit in I, the operating room with her parents and whoever yeah. that burly corpse was, maybe that's when her because there is this. I thought it was there's maybe this running theme of be... people not accepting what is happening, right? Right. And that maybe when they do accept it, that's when the the scale. Because I think that's a biblical thing, right, Alex? Like the scales are lifted from your eyes. This is the exact opposite. Your eyes are scaled over with the evil you've seen. I thought I thought it was maybe because see, yeah, that's exactly what I thought actually. I thought it was like in the way like people when they get scared, like their hair turns white. Oh, I was like, yeah. is it like you see this like hugely fucked up gate to hell? And your mind's like, just like, see ya. And your mind's just like, we're done. These are done. These, these the ohos need to go ho. Like it is bad. Like uh, that's that was what I'm like trying to glean from it. But again, like absolutely none. The the rules of magic in this movie, which are not ever like there are no rules, which is kind of like half the fun. Is you're just like yeah, yeah. Eh, they're just making it up as they go. Like, Hell can't let you see it coming. It's got to keep yeah. you on your toes. <laughs> like it has the like. I like that there are no. I, it's I like that there are kind of no rules. Like this movie is just like happening as it happens, and like in this era, like Griffey was talking about earlier, where we watch movies that are so it's very important that people follow the rules of hell or the rules of yes. Yeah. Like, and not even like exec notes, but just like in storytelling format, like very specific rules for zombies, for vampires, for X, Y, and Z, you know, it's fun to watch this movie and realize like hell is still like the most, like whatever the fuck you want it to be thing. Because like, there aren't like, I one of my our all time favorite movies on this show is Event Horizon, and yeah, hell yeah. is literally in a fucking core of a fucking neutron star. Like you're just like, yeah. all right, yeah. why the fuck not? Yep. Like there's, I love that there are no rules. So yeah. like you're just the whole time, you like the whole time you're just like I have no idea what's gonna happen in this movie next. Yeah, and you can watch it more than once, which is really fascinating, and go. I still don't know what's going to happen next because I don't remember that thing happening the first time. Like I can pick you out the choice notes from my memory. Like three days from now, I'll be able to tell you. All right. Like saw tarantulas eat a guy. I saw a lady's Number one tarantula. I saw a lady's eyeball pop out of her head through from a spike. Like I can yeah. like name you the really cool gags, but I'll watch this movie again and not be able and be like completely shocked with yeah. the ending yeah and, yeah and like still think to try to glean like the lives uh emily connection and what it's supposed to mean and then now little wendy with her weird eyes is wendy is there a beyond two is wendy the next emily well like there's a whole thing so one thing i didn't realize until after i had suggested this movie is that it is the second film in a trilogy and oh i don't think i think it's like kind of a loose trilogy of films like i right. don't think there's like a a big connection um story-wise uh oh is this fulci's like yes. oh, thing? Yeah, yeah okay cool yeah. i know what you're so about. yeah so this is like famous it was famously like censored i guess um mm-hmm. the shutter summary tells us that uh it was quentin tarantino who used his fame 
at one point to to help restore it to whatever i mean it's hard to imagine because one of the other things you have to wonder is like were there scenes that explain this shit that they just like <laughs> cut and it's like you didn't restore those because those is are this, kind of important right <laughs> if, is this movie actually to... two and a half hours long and really right, like right right really drawn out because <laughs> But Griffey's got a point. Like all the exposition stuff is very short, and then yeah, like these death scenes are just oh, but I mean it's like a Judd yeah. Apatow movie yeah. worth of like a, filming this stuff. There is a double-edged sword to having that exposition back potentially. As to your point, Alex is like none of it really. Like I saw Wendy's eyes go yellow, and I was like, that's gonna matter. And then at the end, she just gets fucking her head is just turned into like a double quarter pounder. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, that's it. Like, we're not doing anything. She's not going to come back, reanimate like nothing. Right. And so if there was something that explained away what she was or what was happening, maybe that shock dissipates for me. Right. Maybe there's there's a right. bit because the movie ties up in this really awesome scene at the end when they essentially enter through the fog and they're in the painting. And everywhere they turn yes. is this fucking, you know, diorama of hell, right? Right. And their eyes go yellow, and the scientist doctor who's, like, you know, wanting to smack everyone around because it's not science, he he has, like, this, oh, fuck, I was wrong look, and she has a relieved look. And I was like, that's it, man. That's all I need. Hit that little moment at the end. And if they over-explain all this away, like, if we find out more about the other gates or what the fucking keys were... You know, was he the key because he had the inscription on his wrist? Does that really add anything to this movie? I I would argue that no. Uh, I yeah. mean, if those if, if if this was a two and a half hour movie at one point, like I like this version <laughs> of this movie. Yeah, I think I do too. There's there's nothing that brings there's nothing that brings me more into this because I'm already in, and like it is just like a vibe movie. Like you're supposed to watch this movie and like get creeped out, grossed out. Maybe, you know, you like zombies that are from hell at the end and then it's the movie's over. Like it's, it's a really fascinating, to me, it's just like a really fascinating thing to set a movie up like this. And it, it lasts like we're talking about it. It's fucking 2021. This movie was made in 1981, maybe something like that. Like, we're talking about it now. Like that's how important the vibe is, especially for horror movies, but especially for a movie like this, like all the Italian horror movies have vibes for days, man. And this yeah. one is like no different, but this one is like so leaned into it. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter. And it's fascinating to me. It, they do that same, they're like Italian filmmakers. I don't know why this is a thing. I think they started with Fellini. But like they all ADR the dialogue after the movie shot. Well, that Why was a weird yet? thing because they wanted it's to sell so it weird. to Americans, right? So a lot of them, when they do the credits and all that, they give themselves Americanized names, mm-hmm. and it has the terrible American dubbing, right? So yeah. it yeah. was this extra marketing thing that they just had in mind. Right. And like I was looking at the the dead bodies at the end, and even the mob, I'm like, they cast the most intentionally white american looking people they could find oh yeah that you're not there like grab some tourists from rome let's go the one autopsy guy with the big moustache i'm like they just found the one well the fucking mob guy is like you goddamn warlock right and he had that big fucking ginger (laughs) stash 
I was yeah. like, that guy is not Italian. I know that for sure. <laughs> like that, I would stake my whole name on. <laughs> Poor Joe the Plumber. That was actually, I was like, man, Italians are just getting Joe the just, Plumber. I just I getting also, smacked. <laughs> yeah, I do. There's another like weird layer of enjoyment uh, underneath this movie, or you know, woven through it in that like it's it's an Italian production who and they're trying to do like American gothic stuff. So everything is like kind of like yes. goofily oh my American. God, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> and it's, it's like, yeah, like the Joe's plumber thing is definitely like one of those thing, uh, you know, like the doctor with like the gun in his office totally. that, I mean, and who's just yeah. like, boo, boo, boo. Yeah. They, I mean, he was, I mean, that's the whole thing. I, I was hoping we were going to talk about like the final, like, walking dead like sort of scenario yeah. there because he uh clearly yeah. discovers that you know the headshots obviously work uh and then never executes them consistently after that he's constantly <laughs> shooting them in the chest again 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 and then like the third or the sixth shot whatever he gets the head and it's like okay that worked and then he reloads off screen and then he starts shooting him again, and he's, you know, he's. I think they just wanted to use the squids. I think they just was yeah. like, let's, yeah. let's use them. Let's use them up. Doesn't I, matter. There, there's I, also a nature it's of a wonderful like, celebration of Hell's hand moving him. Because I thought that too. I was like, these might be other than Joe the plumber when he goes ape shit on Martha. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, these yeah. might actually be the most pathetic zombies I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, like that <laughs> autopsy room. I mean, they are moving at a glacial pace. Yes. Right. Yeah, they're not and there's much. nothing that is seems threatening, right? And I was like, you didn't think to just pick up like a a bone cracker mallet or whatever the fuck kind yeah. of prop you could like we got a meat tenderizer right here. I'm sure they have shit like that at a you know <laughs> morgue or whatever. Like pick up something heavy and try to brain a couple of them, but he's like, No, I refuse to accept the truth. So yeah. it it's almost like they're taunting him with insanely easy to kill zombies. Right. And I thought that too, because when Joe the plumber comes back. I was like, why is Joe the plumber the one who comes back to get Martha? Unless yeah. she was fucking what him. Was that, that was my first thought. Like, I yeah, assumed it's because they were fucking. Yes. Because yeah. they had this weird thing when she walks up it. super yeah. wet when Joe walks up. <laughs> right? And she's <laughs> she's like walking wop, right? She's like, hey, what's up, Joe? I cleared a path for you. He's like, what's up, girl? And then he walks over and there's a path to hell because <laughs> this is one of the things too. I was like. I don't know if this is just old world shit where we're just trained to be like, oh, they're of the servant class, so they're bad. <laughs> right? Yeah. But this yeah, movie, right. I was like, I think by the end, I was like, weren't Martha and Arthur just innocent victims? Yeah. And we're just led to believe that maybe she got Joe killed, and then he gets her, and Arthur's like this sweaty Peter Laurie creep in her bedroom. Yeah. And he's yeah. also asking about Joe, and then at the end, he's just a corpse. We don't even see him get got. Yeah. Yeah. I- I thought I missed it. I actually, re- okay. I thought I, I missed it too. I rewound the movie. Like it, I, I, like earlier today, I rewound. I'm like, when was the last time I saw that fucking guy? And I like rewound the movie and I was like, I guess I didn't miss it. It's one of those <laughs> yeah. like, none of my yeah. business. Yeah. She's like, go check the chimney. He's like, all right. And that's it. Just okay. like Wendy. He just gets frosty off screen and we have no idea what happens right but like even joe coming back right so joe somehow it goes from the morgue to like this room 237 scene and i was like oh my god joe the plumber his version of hell is being a clog in a drain 
Oh my <laughs> I was God. like, this hell is so specific and mean to these people. <laughs> oh you my God, I didn't mean? even think about that. That's amazing. I didn't think about that at all. Yeah, That's Arthur amazing. comes back and he starts leg grabbing but can't complete the job. I was oh, like, oh, shit. man. Are they all just their own personal hell of... Yeah. So there's zombies in there. Wow. Well, yeah, is good. the narrator God or the devil? I don't know. That that tracks with, um, with Wendy, too, because she's inexplicably found... Back in the morgue. That's right. Oh, oh fuck! Shit. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um, maybe that's like where she's damned so to then, be because she was traumatized there. So then, does that mean the movie takes place like obviously like that's a gateway to hell? The house is. Is it possible that New Orleans itself is a hell mouth? Like, I mean, we definitely a lot of see magic happening. outside of the hotel, right? So when the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. super obnoxious architect who just keeps asking stupid God. Bob Vila questions <laughs> that don't matter. Seriously. So something throws Get him on the, the ground program, before guy. the super spiders, right? Yeah. And we see right. a couple other places where magic affects outside. I mean, the hospital, obviously. When the Probably my yes. favorite kill was the glass shards in the, Harris's face. That was just fucking awesome. Yeah, that was, that was such a good man. kill. I like the eyeball rips and shit, but that one was, I don't know why, that one really got me. But yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> by the end of the film, you start really questioning if any of this really happened, right? Maybe the gateway to hell just opened back when we were sepia. Are they already in the ga- gateway itself? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because yeah. honestly, the doctor looks suspiciously like uh, the lot of cheekbone creepy painter. Right, and then Lisa and whatever her fucking name is, like there's two blonde white ladies. I was like, you yeah. could make an argument that this is people who just keep thinking that yeah. they're getting out and they're just reliving these fucking nightmare scenarios. Maybe because that's the thing. Liza's first thing we see her right, she scares the fuck out of that painter. She's just already in the hotel, which is not where she lived or where she was reading that book, presumably to Rob's point. Yeah. So right. why is she just there to scare that fucking painter? She never got out of there, I guess. What if? Oh, okay. Yes, right. The House um, okay. The 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 um the freeway shot, like that one beautiful like fucking Jim Jarmusch shot in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just yeah. like it's like this weird. Yeah. I was like, is the camera on a stilt? And they're gonna do that Darren Aronofsky thing? Is that where he got it? Where it just like flips <laughs> under? So, but here, okay, is. Liza unintentionally trying to escape and Emily's keeping her in. So at the end, when she's in the house saying like, I did what you asked. I did everything you asked. Then because she like fucking totally dimed out, she totally dimed out and told what it was. That's why Dickie eats her. Yeah, is that he's a Cerberus? Is Dickie Cerberus slash the devil himself just like keeping tabs? (laughs) Wow. Oh, fucking dog. This he is, was still uh, a good boy. I'm maybe. convinced. He's still a good boy. Is the dog the hero <laughs> of the movie? I, I'm on record on this podcast. I fucking hate that killing dogs has become like a movie cheat. Yeah. Right? Where they yeah. want to get an emotional ploy, but they don't want to kill one of the face actors. Especially like, oh, we have a young CW guy with abs. We can't kill him. We'll kill his dog. <laughs> I hate that shit. So I actually love seeing a dog fucking get revenge and rip a throat out. Yeah. <laughs> that meant the world to me. Yeah. I got I got my first dog last year and like you know you know it, it makes you more sensitive to those things and you know there's these shots of of this dog with the zombies you know hanging around and I'm just like oh man I was like please don't uh, don't kill this dog no um, yeah, yeah. but uh, 
they they swerved away um from that i'm glad and, they did I'm, yeah that's actually did my contention is that you could make cruella Deville more likable if she made that suit out of 101 kids <laughs> than puppies i think people yeah. would understand that more and forgive her we are not right? gonna talk about that we don't my have to wife do that again, watch that my wife my wife maybe watched that movie and i cannot get into it but <laughs> wow 101 kids likable <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say it's out there now yeah it's called silence of the lambs we get it it's fine yeah, yeah. exactly right that's cruella would you fuck me Oh, I don't know, missus, I guess I would, right? <laughs> or whatever those smoking thugs were from that movie. Anywho, that's not wow. the beyond. But yeah. But no, I mean, I think I think there is, because the other thing about that Duran Duran shot is it looks very Dreamy. very idyllic, right? It almost yeah. is this, like, yes. beautiful little oasis in the middle of a kind of crummy-looking environment that we spend a lot of time in. Yeah, we're right. in, like, the shittiest part of New Orleans. Yeah. It's terrible. It is not a flattering, like, the the tourism board of louisiana did not sign off on <laughs> they got the uh, cut of the film they're like you fucks <laughs> <laughs> right um, and then and then lucio Fulge is like you are american i don't know <laughs> all that, of america is cultural wasteland yes i don't know why is, he's russian I don't oh my god <laughs> that is the the approach to like all of the culture that is depicted in this movie is like absolutely you're, you're american i guess yeah. <laughs> here, here there's American. a trumpet over here like some guy's blowing into it and that's it we're I in america that, right that bar scene where uh liza yeah. and the doctor are like talking i'm like they're drinking like super specific drinks that yeah. are like like if <laughs> it's like, not if, a like, fine kino <laughs> yeah like i mean any other like if it was an american made movie a director would literally just be like i don't know just give him wine or some shit but yeah, these yeah. are like like she's drinking like She's got like a milkshake or something. Yeah, right? She's I don't know a what cherry it is. on it or something. Yeah, it's like a slim fast it, sex on the beach. Yeah, European. Like yeah, it just it's like a frosé like, or something. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And he's got the. He just had a whiskey, which which felt a little more. Okay, that's probably that like that's because more he's like, a fucking poser. He's a yeah. Poser well, he's the movie. detective character in the movie. Supposedly, he's like supposed to be the Sam Spade kind of. So him drinking whiskey made sense but she literally is drinking like a milkshake yeah and we're yeah, just she's like i don't drinking milkshake in the middle of the day and, and in a jazz it, club it, it does <laughs> feel just like this weird like this is american right and it's yeah. just like put a band in the background it'll be great yeah yeah it's new orleans they you know more, more brass I, instruments uh, i love i love the version of america lucio fulci thinks we all live in right it's great. i know it, it's 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 too it's too vague to be offensive, um, but it is it is sort of interesting to be like, oh, okay, all right, well, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Like, you motherfuckers, it's like what, what, come on. Oh man, that's so funny. Um, actually, the other thing that um that occurs during that scene that I think is the biggest tell, um, that it's not American production. Um, is that she says that like you know inheriting the hotel is like her last shot and her last like financial sort of uh chance to get like be independent right you know, or she says or i'll have to go on relief and i'm like ah uh, yes what is yeah i think you mean welfare there yeah. or something like that but that's not what we call it here that also they also <laughs> had that great beat where she's like a I was a model in New York who did everything that would still let me be a lady. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. there it is. <laughs> yeah. 
Right? Like, we're not supposed to think she's a prostitute. <laughs> we're very specific about that in the This girl's not a prostitute. How dare you think that? Yeah, yeah. She, also, she also pulls the New York card. <laughs> she also pulls the I'm from New York card uh, when she's talking to uh, Emily and is like, oh, I've lived in New York and if I've learned one thing, is that there's no such thing as ghosts and like that's the one thing you learn, <laughs> that's in, New York, the thing you learn in new york what about not taking the subway yeah. after 3 a.m yeah right. like, i was like what are you the special assistant to the mayor good lord <laughs> yeah, yeah right the ghostbusters would like he a does. word man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I think that's the thing though right but with all these little like bugaboos and weird things right like when they run out of the house right when the supernatural storm hits and right after the scientist is like, you crazy dummy, like, tell me facts. And then it's, <laughs> you know, you ask who she is, whatever. When they run out and leave the house, I was like, why are the zombies turning on all the lights in the room? Oh, yeah. Right? So yeah. we can see silhouettes. Yeah. And I think it gets back to this. I love movies that do this, right? And based on their very premise, they build in this story armor. So that even mistakes they make, a committed audience member and viewer can write that off as some evidence of something more happening. And I was like, that's yeah. a very performative, you know, just gesticulation from the house, right? Showing us these lost souls in every room and yeah. whatever. And then, yeah, they just magically appear in the hospital again. And so, again, yeah, I, I think those is. rough edges, though, are kind of the – that's actually the best part of the movie. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I totally agree. And – actually watching it again uh before talking to you guys i'm like this movie what's actually really remarkable about this movie is that it it, it is so close to becoming like troll 2 like it is <laughs> you know what i mean like it's so it's so close exactly to being like so yes. ridiculous but it keeps like one toe like in like some <laughs> weird like liminal space where it's like this is interesting yeah, and like I, yeah. that toe wow. is so important because like you can't go full troll too in this movie. Like knows never that. go full troll never too. Go yeah. full that too. is a Everyone beautiful way this. to say this, right? Yeah, whether it's the abstractness or the ambiguity, there's always just enough to keep you engaged between the face stab and the eyeball pokes, right? Yes, all yes. that stuff that we want to see. But there is just this really weird, and I think that is kind of one of the fun things when you're talking about a gateway to hell movie, is we just, every scene you're just like, something's wrong. And that kind of gets back to this this alchemy thing we do on the show where it's, you know, it's this weird Italian version of America, and it's heaven and hell, but maybe like a false hell, like zombie, who knows? Who knows what the fuck yeah. is happening? But you can't stop trying to figure it out because the imagery is so powerful yeah you feel like you're like if they can get those images there has to be more here right they didn't right. just make this movie with no fucking narrative at all right <laughs> that can't be why would no. they show me the three silent footsteps like yes you know so yeah. you're doing all yeah. of this work that yeah. probably doesn't exist <laughs> right yeah you're you're filling in the gaps yourself because there are so many but there are <laughs> the narrative so... of the movie is like that rotting basement wall we see at the side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And but there are just there's just enough in the movie to like hang your hat on in terms of like trying to figure it out, trying to trying to convince yourself of some logic 
but it is this weird kind of dream logic that you know that carries you from one you know scenario to the next like that (laughs) that shot where they they run away from the house and the lights come on and we see all those zombies and I like that shot. I was like, that is Love actually it. legitimately kind of spooky. I didn't yeah. even think about like, what are they turning the lights on? And I was like, <laughs> of course, of course, that's ridiculous. Of course they would turn the lights on. It's hard to see. Yeah. Like, well, don't they have seeing eye devil dogs? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised to hear they do not. It's, it is this like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing. It just works. And I, yeah. the toe, that's a great way to put it. The toe in like, this level of artistry that like yeah. if you take it off it yeah it just becomes true it too, is, apart. yeah yeah it's so important and it makes this movie that much more engaging and watchable yeah. on like multiple viewings i have to now watch it again regardless yeah. like it just has to happen it's it's a rewatchable movie and i think that is very rare in a lot of these kinds of things a lot of these kinds of films well because a lot of them don't get past the hey we can make a really good fake head and explode it right like when they shoot wendy in the face right i was like oh fuck that's amazing yeah. like that head explodes scanner style yeah. and i was <laughs> yes. like that's a yeah. shot like someone in the back was like yeah, like nailed it right when they got Someone that like on Danny camera. Like, in Tropic oh. Thunder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they just nailed it, right? Yeah. And a lot of the movies did that well, but almost, I would say, very few. Not almost none. Like there, there are a lot of good movies from this era, but very few of them can do that last five minutes. You know, yes. when yeah. you take all the zombies out and you clear it out, and the zombies never sit up when they're covered in the. Uh, sand or whatever the fuck that Mm -hmm. is right and just a simple thing like everywhere they turn why is it that say diorama right it's not Mm -hmm. a 360 degree space it's it's just this weird fucking thing and again it just it feels wrong you're like the spatial reality of this is wrong it feels horrible and their eyes go and you see their different reality and that's what i mean that so there are moments in the film where they so they show transcendent talent above a lot of this ilk they can do the spider eating scene, right? Like a lot right. of movies could do that. This one also yeah. does that really well. And I think that's the beautiful marriage that worked for this movie. I think, yeah, I think that's, that's well said. It's, it's the movie. It takes enough moments of, of that, that wrong feeling um, of that artistry. And it, yeah, just, just makes the calculus of it work. Because, yeah, I mean, I am a big horror fan. And how many, like, god-awful, like, head-exploding movies have I sat through <laughs> and, like, don't remember because that's all it is. And it's it's not even that, like, I don't think the Beyond has something necessarily to say. Mm-hmm. But, like, as we were saying, like, there's vibes, man. And, yeah. like, that is so important. Like, it puts you in a mood. It's, you laugh at it. Like, the Wendy thing, like... I I, I, la- I laughed in shock because I did not think that the movie was going to go there at that yeah. moment, that big. Like, also, yeah, she's awesome. like 10 years old at yes. the oldest, right? Yes. <laughs> it, also, as I was saying before, this doctor, uh, Dr. McKay, is shooting all these guys in the stomach again and again. And then, like, there's... <laughs> There's just one one moment where the, you know this girl turns on uh, Eliza, and it's like a perfect like Han Solo spin, and bang, <laughs> like just like perfect. Uh, 
yeah, I, yeah, man, they, they really nailed perfect. that. Um, but yeah, no, it's just um, it it understands that like the gore the gore is like the fun of it but there's also like this other side to the horror that is like the unknowable um and uh you know the wrongness and the the spatial thing is is weird too it's, it's confusing at some points like in the beginning like when we don't know exactly where emily is right um i also thought like there's something about him finding the blueprints mm. uh to the house and then like he falls off the ladder he gets eaten by spiders and you think wow it's a grim but he he wakes up enough to look at the book and the plans vanish which is also like almost like a metaphor for the entire film because like we're trying to understand <laughs> and then the film is like no oh no 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 no, no. Like, yeah oh, that does shit. that doesn't fucking matter that's you a are, good point because you're that's like, is a there really a, good way to put that. Yeah, is there like a cheekboned, creepy architect next to that? <laughs> like room yeah. 337 is like the architect from hell? Like, right. who knows? <laughs> Why is that on file with the same? That is the perfect <laughs> imagery of this movie, though, is literally like the blueprint. Like, that is the most plot heavy moment we have. Yeah. Like, someone is hunting for the truth. And as soon as they're Dude, like, that bitch is like, I could put four more rooms down there. He's not hunting for <laughs> shit, except for dollars, right? <laughs> that was He's... hell showing him a little teat. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He has a reaction, right? Like he does notice something initially. Yeah, and that's yeah, when he the, sees like the, this huge space. I thought right. he had like a Scrooge McDuck boner moment where he's like, oh boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the whole movie is just like, what if we did this to make more dollars? What if we did this? Yeah. And he just sees that opening to hell and all he can think about is real estate. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but that's exactly, but then we get like some semblance of plot moving. And it's like, that is fucking unimportant. Look at this cool shit we're about to do with, yeah. like, these many spiders. Watch and four and a half minutes of spiders like, chewing. Uh, so long. Yeah. Uh, yes. Crazy. Hey, if you're going to do it, though, get your Just money's worth. Get brutal. your money's worth. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, get it. I, get it. I think that's a good way to wrap it up, man. It's just, It's just one of those rare mixes where it feels like every scene could be the scene you're going to turn it off. And you never do. And then you yeah. turn it on again. And yeah, I, I just, I, I love the, because that's the thing, right? To Rob's point is there's a lot of movies that try to make you uncomfortable or try to be weird. Yeah. This one just does it so naturally and effortlessly that it works, right? Because if you detect a filmmaker like, they're fucking with me on purpose, right? It feels unfair and it's cheating and you're out. This one doesn't feel that way at all, right? Now, how they achieve that could be, you know, through negligence or brilliance, I, I don't know, but the effect is the same. Yeah, that it yeah. that it just works, man. And yeah, I I think the biggest critique you can have of a movie is, you know, again to Rob's point, is that it's just forgettable, right? If you can make me feel, especially these kinds, and you of can make me remember, that's more than having like an ideology to share with me. And the, right. the Beyond has at least four or five moments I feel like you will never forget after you watch it. Yeah. No. <laughs> When I was sending you guys the list and, you know, looking through, you know, recent horror movies that I watched, like I saw the Beyond and I was like, oh, that's the, the lady in the road movie with the dog. Like I just yeah. immediately knew what the that's, movie was. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, that's the power of this movie. It's yes. not like that. It's, oh, it says something. It's, it's, 
taps into like you know catholic guilt or something like that no it's nothing not about that it's just like it just takes you on uh a ride that uh i don't know that's so few movies do yeah yeah that movie is our seeing eye dog into hell (laughs) 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 all right rob would you like to tell everyone uh well, first off, thank you again for the time. Thank you Thanks so much, much, man. Well, thank you uh, for having Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on your socials and uh, if there's a website you want them to go to to check out your stuff? Sure. Uh, uh, I only do one uh, social, uh, and that's Twitter. And you can find me at Rob Pilk, uh, P-I-L-K, uh, first four letters of my last name. Um, I'm on there a lot. I'm on there too much. Makes me unhappy, <laughs> and I can't stop. So I know that. Please, please help me. <laughs> Twitter's fun. Uh, and uh, uh, my website is robpilk.com. Uh, hopefully that's easy to remember. And yeah, you can find my book at uh, the TKO uh, presents.com is the, is the publisher website. And the title is Dame from the Dark. It's a little supernatural crime caper. And uh, yeah, hope you'll like it. Awesome. right up this ilk's alley that's yeah for sure. <laughs> we'll have all that uh in the details so you guys can find rob uh thank you again rob thank this was so an much, awesome man. choice thank you <laughs> thank you great. yes all right we'll see you guys back tomorrow uh for another horror movie 31 days 31 pops. <laughs>